Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 383, recorded on July 7th, 2022. On tonight's episode, we talk about Nintendo's summer of gaming, E3 is back, and all kinds of questions from the community. Jesse, you know what to do. Well, everybody, as I said, it's just uh, the dy- dynamic duo here of Jesse and myself. Uh, how are you doing, Jesse? Pretty good. Yeah, Tony Baker asked who's Batman and who's Robin, and I just said yes. <laughs> Perfect answer. Yes. Yes is that answer. And because um, I guess we're both Robins, I guess, to to the Batmans that aren't here. Just Justin and Marty are enjoying their summertime vacations, so, so we are. So are you? Are you Damien and I'm Jason Todd? Yes, we could, or no. There's a Tim, isn't there? Isn't there a is, Tim? There is. Robin? There is a Tim. There is a Tim Drake. Yes, there are Tim Drake. That's the one I am, I guess. So, <laughs> unless there's something that happens <laughs> bad to him, who knows? So, no, actually, in the comics, he actually went into the future and took over the Batman took over the Batman mantle from Terry McGinnis when he went missing. Okay. This doesn't sound good to be a Batman, though. People end up missing or or something happens. <laughs> uh, but you always come back. That's true. Especially, especially if your name is Bruce. Very true. Very true. <laughs> how many times has Bruce died and come back? <laughs> I don't know. how. Apparently, how many times has Superman died? Isn't he died another time now recently? I think they're killing him off or something. But... I don't know. You know I, I don't, only. I don't know what. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know what Clark's been doing the last last year or so. Because his his son John got aged up, and now is now has taken the mantle of Superman. Yeah, because uh, from what I read, I only read like the high level overviews on some of them. But from what I read, Superman's off on another planet or universe fighting something. And his son has taken up the mantle and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, like you said, but I guess he's supposed to come back and they're supposed to do another reset, possibly to DC Universe. There's another crisis that just just started up where yeah. it basically yeah. started started off with most of the, the core Justice League members are dead. And now all so, uh, you know, John Superman and. Dick Race and Nightwing are kind of gathering up the new younger heroes to cr- make a new Justice League. Pretty much the only leaguer who survived was Black Adam. Okay. Which, of course, uh, Hal Jordan goes, I don't trust this guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, exactly. All right. Because well, Hal Jordan was off Hal Jordan was off world when the yes. things went down with the just with, with with the Justice League. Yes. And thanks for joining the comic book dads and, and, you know, the lore of all that. But anyways, now that we're here, let's dive into the news. And before we jump into the news, let me mention a couple things here. One, obviously our shows usually are brought to you by Gooder and Manscaped, but We'll, we usually talk about that after the news, and I want to make sure you guys stick around for special ad reads today because it's not your normal ad reads. Because one, for one, I'm doing them. For two, I had to put a different spin on them. So stay tuned for that. And number two, 
before we get into the news, I'd first like to take this moment to send our condolences to the family and fans of, and I want to make sure I pronounce this right to be respectful, Kazuki Takahashi. Yes, Takahashi. So, I had to take it slow. So Kazuki Takahashi. So the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh, who many Nintendo fans grew up with, uh, with Yu-Gi-Oh because of some of the games and stuff. Uh, he passed away recently. Uh, in fact, uh, yesterday, the 6th, or, you know, when you're listening to this, uh, July 6th. Um, but we wanted to take the moment to remember uh, Kazuki Takahashi and what he brought to the manga, anime, table uh, gaming, card, game. t- card games, yeah, the TCGs and the video game community. Um, so we just wanted to take a moment to recognize him and send our condolences. And also to remember him by sharing some of our memories of it. So Jesse, what what are some of your memories of the Yu-Gi-Oh brand? So mo- most most of my Yu-Gi-Oh mem- memories is just with the early, uh, like the, the Yu-Gi-Oh Moto era, and uh, I, I I played the game and watched the anime. GX is when I started falling out of the game, but I still watched the anime, and then even. I kept on watching the anime as much as I could, even the ones that never got North American releases or got really late or really obscure anime releases like Arc 5 and Vrains. I watched those when they were available on Crunchyroll. I think, I think there are like, I know there was one called Sevens, which never was available. And I think there's an eighth one in progress now, which isn't available. So I haven't seen those. But, uh, but yeah, those, yeah, my card gaming is only really like 20 years ago. Right. <laughs> that's about, sounds about right. Cause that's about when I was playing them with my oldest, uh, when we used to play. And that's the only reason why I got into it. Cause I showed her how, when I played magic, the gathering, I was showing her playing that, but she was showing me how she was into Pokemon and then it became Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, so, and Yu-Gi-Oh intrigued me by the cards. Pokemon, not so much at the time, not the card game, at least, um, and not even the game, even there at the time, other than when she started playing Pokemon games. But anyways, Yu-Gi-Oh card game, uh, she started getting into that. So I started getting into it. So she had somebody to play with at home and learn it and all that kind of stuff. And so I started collecting them, too. Um, I did get rid of them a long time ago, but uh, after she was done with them. But uh, that's the extent of what I got into. I had played uh some of the i think it was the game boy or even the ds games um and enjoyed those i even bought the the latest one for the switch but haven't had a chance to jump into that yet uh but but i really want to and i know mecha dragon out there who's a big fan has that game has been asking all of us to jump into it and one of these days especially when i'm done with zelda i'll hopefully be able to jump back into that and play play it and learn it again and then if you uh, if if you want, read the early manga, the uh, the stories are like really dark and twisted, and they that's do what I heard. Multiple games, it's not just Duel Monsters, um, and then they did do an anime series that was just in Japan, where the fans have dubbed it Season Zero. Okay, and then starting with you know, so that so it, you know, it closely follows the anime and again really dark st- or i mean the manga really, the manga. really dark okay. stuff and then when they re- when that first run was done they realized oh people like this dual monsters thing and then that's 
it it's second generation, which became was the dual mo- dual mo- monsters arc, which was our first season. Okay, got the thing started, and everything was just dual monsters ever since. And then and then they started m- making the card game. Nice. Thanks for sharing that history, Jesse, because I certainly didn't know that. But certainly Yu-Gi-Oh! has touched my family at some point, and I'm sure it touched a lot of others. So again, we send our condolences to his family. So with that, let's move on to the news. As we said, uh, we have uh, actually a lot to cover, uh, believe it or not. Um, Yeah, a lot of it got dumped in the last two days. (laughs) Especially the last two days, yes. Uh, we had, um, again, I call this Nintendo summer of gaming, you know, cause they didn't do just their one show. Um, they've done several announcements over the past few weeks. Um, so, and the latest here we'll talk about is Mario plus Rabbids, although Ubisoft, uh, is uh, coming to the N- Nintendo switch, the latest one kingdom battle, um, or excuse me, the latest one is coming, but they did drop the uh, Kingdom Battle on the NSO game trial. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. So from July 6th through July 12th, you can get the standard edition um, or you, oh. you can do the trial and then it's the standard edition and the standard edition is $10 until July 20th if you want to buy it. You get that right? Yes. And then they also so, have a gold edition, which includes the DLC for $5 more. Yep. So they've, and, they've done pretty good with those sales over time too. So and, Yeah. And the, the weird part was I checked on the, I think it was the fourth when I, I, I checked the page. And at the time, the standard edition was this full price, $59.99. The gold edition was already down to 15 bucks. So <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. Don't, that, don't that, buy the standard gold, edition. Get the gold one. Yeah, the gold edition has been on sale multiple times. Yes. In, for under twenty bucks. Yep. Yeah. And, so definitely something to pick up and add to your backlog. The DLC is really good. <laughs> yeah. Either add it to your backlog, or if you haven't played it yet, you know you can jump into it and get ready for the new one that's coming out. Um, so and then also Nintendo announced Blasoon. Let me try that again. They announced Splatoon 3 themed products, which one, everybody thought we were getting a pro switch, but no, we got a uh, switch OLED uh, themed Splatoon 3. Uh, I, edition. When the whole, whole pro rumor started around, you know, just because they shut down, they, they turned the, the previous switch, uh, switch light and switch OLED trailers or announcement videos to a private yeah so they're like something's new is coming it must be the pro and yes <laughs> something new is coming but no it's not the pro and i laugh <laughs> Just, i yeah. laugh at you that's right. That is correct. And we actually got a question from Seth uh that we can just talk about right now since we're talking about sure. the pro. Um Seth uh $2 hero as everybody knows him in the social media world or otherwise known as a co-host of All In podcast. Uh, his question is, are you all sick of the Switch Pro stuff as I am? So, yes, but that's why we laughed when, it, <laughs> when this edition came out. Because I, I'm sick of people who are just kind of, in a way, ruining the surprise. In a way, you know. Yeah. Or it's like just eventually they're going to get it right. Right. Cause they keep saying it. Yeah. Although there is, I guess one there's, person. There's going to be a direct this month. 
They say yeah. that every month. They're going to be right <laughs> three times out of the year. Exactly. There's um, there was a guy, I guess, who who did say who called that there was going to be a Splatoon three themed uh, switch dropped. I don't know if he got the timing right, but he did say that was coming. And then later this year, sometime probably the next actual direct we get, we're supposed to get a Switch Pro. Yeah, he's he's saying that something's the next the next hardware announcement will be September. I'm like, no, just stop. Yeah, and and yes, I'm sick of it. And I've already mentioned this on the show. I am just tired of this. Just leave it be. Let them announcement when they want to announce it. It's kind of like the Metroid uh, Prime trilogy thing. It's just like, okay, I'm done predicting it. Although I did predict pr- the Prime One being redone, I, we just kind of, I kind of gave up on the trilogy. It'll happen when if it happens, so <laughs> and then I'll be happy. So, right. but at, beyond just the OLED themed, uh, the Splatoon Three themed OLED, uh, which will be three hundred and sixty dollars, by the way, in the U.S., uh, ten dollars more than the usual OLED. I think was noted. Uh, yeah, I don't on- know why the ten dollar increase. Because of the Joy Cons, purple and green, Splatoon graphics on them, all the extra work between the silhouettes yeah. all around well, the dock and everything. Did you see those things? The things I, I awesome did. Looking. But then, then to answer another question, I figured who asked it. We can, well, but uh, no, I don't think they're going to be fix the drift. These are still oh yes, the same yes. Joy Cons inside. It's just a new <laughs> shell. Stop that, that is too. Very true. <laughs> yes, that was Bruce who asked. Uh, do you think the Joy Cons with the Splatoon Three Switch will have a design change to fix the drift issue, or continue with the same model, or bring the repair system to North America? They already have the repair system. You just call and have to send them in and get a repair ticket. Well, I, I don't think we put it in the notes because it's only in Japan. But do you see that they now have yes, basically hard insurance? You can. I did see the news item on that. I didn't add it to here because I figure once it pertains to more global, then we'll talk about it. But. Yes, there is. Japan is launching a uh, annual fee program where you pay annually to. Well, you can uh, pay monthly too. It's you know two hundred yen a yeah. two hundred yen a month, which is about a buck and a half, or two thousand yen for the year, which is about for a coverage bucks. program. <laughs> yeah, it's basically insurance for your switch. In, yes, in, including including if it's your fault, like if you dunk your switch in the sink, which is what I did in year two. Yep. You know, that'll be covered. Yes. Where, again, that's not, in, where that's, not here, it, that's not here yet. It may never get here. That's it kind of is right covered now. though, because I've had Sam, we've repaired, we've sent in probably, we lost count. We, <laughs> we've had to send in the switch several times and a couple times we didn't have to pay because it was covered under warranty. And a couple times we did have to pay because they no. said he got liquid in it and we didn't know. So when, um, we had yeah, to well, pay. The one, the one we time only I had said to pay hundred. I, yeah, yeah, I think hundred bucks. I think I had to pay around hundred, maybe hundred and fifty. It was at least a hundred. Yeah. So you do kind of pay one time fee, which is a hundred bucks <laughs> to get the new one, or one hundred twenty five, or whatever. Okay. It is. Well, then if, if if you do get a new one, it's at least under warranty again. Yes. So yes. It reminds, it reminds me of my original Wii. I I think I sent that in three or four times. And once, only once, it was an out of coverage, but it was only out of coverage by like a week. And they said, we got it. And then, of course, one of the times was when Smash Brothers came out and 
the original units couldn't read dual-sided discs, or not dual-layered discs, which is a requirement to play Smash. So they pretty much said, send us your Wii, that'll be a free fix. And then, so I got that free fix, and then more time on the warranty. <laughs> so I think it was, I was, my, my Switch was warrantied for about four years. I nice. mean, my, my, my Wii. Nice. Yeah, so I'm just looking over the chat here. Uh, let's see, Ascent, make a dragon. Wait, let me go back. Oh, there's <laughs> Seth is saying, I'm so tired, guys. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. talking about the talk of the switch pal, the switch, um, pros, pros. Yep. So, uh, and then Mecca's talking about some more of the Yu Gi Oh stuff. Uh, I didn't know he asked, Why don't I think it'll come here? Um, okay, I, I, I think the North American market is just a larger market, and that'll I think that will be all a, a more of a loss to them. You know, if it does come yes. here, it'd probably cost more, it might cost more like 30 bucks instead of 15, but even then, it's probably worth it, right? Because it's because they cover a lot of the shipping too, especially when we when we sent it out for Sammy stuff, they they send us the UPS thing. They, you know, we send it to them and we wait for it to come back. And then the only thing we do is pay, obviously, if we had to pay for the fix. Right. Seth continues on saying, by the way, obsessing over hardware does literally nothing. Just enjoy it when they're ready to announce it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so let's see. And I wish they'd just sell me some of the, these limited edition Joy-Cons separately. I agree. Those Splatoon ones, I wish they would just sell them separately. Give options. I always like it when companies give options. Here, you can buy, you can buy everything in this bundle, or you can buy these Joy Cons separately. Or maybe if you want to keep your original OLED Switch, you can buy the Splatoon dock separately if you wanted to. I think eventually they might have some that are in refurbished ones you could probably buy if you catch them, but they don't purposely do that. So, right. So this 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 uh, purple and green OLED releases August 26, two weeks before the game launch. Okay. And does not include the game. Right. That's what I heard. does not include the game. <laughs> so it's still $10 more and does not include the game. Right. So, and then uh, Tony Baker's on and he's talking about uh, there should be cross promotion, I think, between Splatoon and the, uh, the Gecko Insurance <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> so when you do get, get an insurance here or something, you got to get Geico. So, okay. <laughs> Cross promotion. All right. So I just wanted to make sure I covered some of those things there. Get back to the show notes here. All right. And don't forget, we also are getting a pro controller though. So if we can't get the joy cons. We at least get pro controller. Um, so if you had the other pro controller, you'll probably want to get this one. And if you want to, cl- you want both the Splatoon ones. If not, if you missed the last one, at least you get a chance yeah. with this. Or if you're Pear Schneider, you're gonna still gonna want to get the the Joy-Con because you want because your name is Pear Schneider. Yeah, because you got to have all the different versions of them for sure. Yeah. So they also <laughs> will have a Switch carrying case as well. So lots of Splatoon theme themed things, and I'm sure not just these ones Nintendo's promoting right now will be there. There will be more coming from like power a and hori and all them so the the control the switch controller the pro controller and the carrying case do release on the same day as the game september 9th yes so looking forward to that uh i know you and i aren't going to be upgrading to this correct 
So Right, right. There's no need for me to do it right. because I already if I didn't if I didn't buy the first wave of OLED, then I might. But I've yep. got my OLED, I'm good. Yeah, I'm not upgrading again until there is a generational leap. Even if it's a Switch Pro is whatever is a, a half generation upgrade, I probably won't bite of course, I'm saying that now. <laughs> we'll find out when they actually announce right. it. Gotcha. Yep. So for me, just because not, I bought again, this thing's less than a year old. Right. And same here. I just have I have the original OLED. Um, this theme is really cool looking. I really like the controllers, but I like how I've got mine set up. I've got everything the way I need it right now. I don't. If if they had the Joy Cons by themselves, maybe I'd get just get those. But other than that, no, I'm not getting this theme yeah. themed one. Spider Sean in say, the chat says, you know, PlayStation is selling a physical collector's edition of God of War complete with steel case without a disc. I think there's a reason for that. And they want to be able to manufacture as many co- collector's editions as possible, which means they got to start printing this stuff before the game's gold. Yeah. That's so it's why. It's really easy to pack in a code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and then the code and that's fine later. for me. I'm fine with that kind of stuff. It's like, uh, I, cause I, when I got the PS five, uh, I got the, uh, horizon forbidden West bundle and that came with a code, not the actual disc yeah, either. I, and I'm fine with that. So. Yeah. I understand more- pe- a lot of people still like physical, but physical meaning me- physical media is basically meaningless because the full game is never on the disc. Yeah. If, there's either if half the, the game, game missing, there's a day zero patch, there's something. Yes. And unless if if I know the game is on fully on the, the physical edition, then I will try to pick it up if I can. Yeah. Like like the last game I know that's that's been released that has never been patched is Kirby. Yeah. We were talking about that in the in the chat. That there. is still version 1.0. And, Which is uh, amazing. It's amazing stuff there. So, but yep, and uh, and I was gonna say too, if there is a Metroid Prime Four themed Switch that comes out, I'm getting that sucker. <laughs> I definitely will get that themed one. But by that time, my my Ola would probably be about three or four years old. <laughs> so, all right, moving on to the news. There we got Nintendo Wii Shop and DS Shop are back online, but it still doesn't mean you can buy you know, whatever, because you can't add money to it. So you still can't buy anything because they were closed in 2019 and 2017, but you can go back right. to redownloading things until they officially shut down completely, which they did yeah. say they would do. Yeah. Those shops went down without notice back in March and then has came up without notice. So yes, they, Nintendo never did explain what happened in this four month gap between where we couldn't log in to our Wii shops or, or DSI shops. You know, not not that I have the hardware to do it anymore. Well, I guess I, guess I do have a Wii, but it's modded, so I don't want to log into eShop. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> and I have a Wii. My son has the Wii U in his room, but other than yeah. that, you know, I don't. And I haven't had a DSi since 3DS launched. Right. Yep. So, yeah. But if you still have any of those things, and especially if you want to go back and listen to the Wii Shop music, now is your chance because everything's back up. <laughs> or I can just push this button. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, you know copyright 
infringement on that one. <laughs> you never know these days. All right. Other things in the news, both E3 and Summer Games Fest have announced they will have in-person events in 2023. And that means, yes, E3 is going to have a show next year and not just any show. They're working with Red Pop, the company behind the group that runs PAX. Read so, Pop? Read Pop. Did I, I say Red I Pop? Read, Sorry. Yeah. I drink Fago here in Detroit, so I'm used to Red Pop. <laughs> So read pop is it? That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Read pop. And, and, and of course, as, as soon as the ESA makes his announcement, Keeley makes his announcement like right on the tails. I'm like Jeff, leave it. Be a minute. It's, it's like it's going to be a competition between those two groups. You know it, and it's going to be either glorious or it's going to be gross. I haven't decided yet. Right. So I'm really hoping that it all turns out well because you got a very they're not just behind packs they also do the comic cons and stuff like that too so they've got some pedigree behind them so it's going to be it's going to be fun to see what they do with it i'm not expecting much being the first year they're running it but i i'm looking forward to a better show yeah i i I haven't decided yet if i want to actually go just because yeah Kind of got, you know, I was booked and ready to go in 2020. And then yes. that fell through. I wanted to go this year, but again, that fell through. But mm-hmm. I, I just don't know if I want to risk getting burned again or doxed. Do all that stuff again, <laughs> yeah. Like 2019. That was, yeah. that was gross. <laughs> well, Thanks, if, you, if you were to do choose one, which E3 or, or Summer Game Fest. Oh, I'd want to do E3. Okay. I wonder if they're in the same area, though, like close by, because isn't he in L.A. too or in, in California? Somewhere, I, I think. I don't know where. Okay. That would be interesting to see. Again, this when E3 and Summer Game Fest ran together, what was last year when they did it, 2021, uh, it was a bummer to see that they were both running kind of against each other, even though some things kind of overlapped and they ran same time. I just still wish that, you know, E3 could be part of summer game fest. Yeah. And I'm hoping E3 stays more industry and not yeah. to open to the public, but since it's run by the, the people who've run run paxes, I think there's probably going to be some public in there, which is going to make it even longer lines, harder to get around. Yeah, yeah, they did say in person events, so it will be there in person. Uh, we'll have opportunity in person events, so we'll see. We'll see how it works. Hopefully, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll get more news as time goes on, as usual. Probably at the beginning of 2023 we'll start getting more news like we did this year of what was going on. So any other comments? Did we got any comments about E3 opening up E3 in LA? Oh, that's you. That was me. <laughs> yeah. Cause Las Vegas, wasn't it? No. So yeah. E3 is LA. I just don't know where summer game fest was held. Yeah. Yeah. But so, since there was no audience, you know, he can do it anywhere. He can find a stage with, with a green screen. Right. Yeah. But he did have a live show this year too. Cause uh, he had um, 
Kit and Krista were there at the live show. Were they? At the summer, there was like a summer game fest. Uh, yeah, there was summer game yeah. fest uh, thing. Yeah, Mechazos wasn't the digital. Yeah, it was digital, but he still was on a stage doing yep. it with a pre, you know, pre-rendered background, and he's just walking, walking on a green screen set. Yeah, and Kit and Krista were there, and they were playing some games and demos and stuff with some of the vendors that were there too. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, and so yeah, Seth is saying they did a live media event where they could play games and whatnot separately from the show. Okay. So, all right. So yeah, it'd, it'd be cool to see. And um, yeah, we'll, we're gonna we're gonna look at the E3 closely to see if, uh, like Jesse said, if he's gonna be going or, you know, us dads keep talking about trying to find a an event that we all can go to and kind of do like a once in a lifetime type, all the dads get together event that we can hang out at and also do a show from. So we'll see. We'll keep y'all posted as we keep talking about it. No promises because it does cost a lot of money and we know the prices of everything is going up. So we'll figure it out uh, and we'll let you know. Right. And we'll try to let you know ahead of time too, in case anybody else wants to join in and join us. So, but like I said, we'll figure it out. All right. Again, on further in the news, Pokemon Puzzle League releases on NSO plus expansion pack on July 15th. But Japan gets custom Robo 1 and 2 instead. So is anybody bummed about that? Are you bummed, Jesse? I'm kind of bummed. I'm not I mean, familiar. I, I wish we could I, I get know, it all. <laughs> I know of custom Robo, but yes. I don't know anything about it. I don't know what type of game it is. We had but custom it, Robo for the DS. I remember here in the house when that came out here. Okay. See, I didn't even know. And that. it was pretty fun. If I'm thinking yeah. of the right game, I think we had the same, that custom robo here for the DS, but for N sixty four, that would be cool to see. And I and I did I did check this Puzzle League w- was not released in Japan. That was an America, Europe, and Australia only mm-hmm. release. So it makes sense that if we get that. Japan would have to get something else, but they get two games instead of one. Right. So jealous. <laughs> they get all the cool stuff. No. <laughs> yep. They're probably like, oh, they get Pokemon Puzzle League. That's why do they get all the cool stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Which means right. there's probably a lot of Japanese text that would have to be translated. True. Yes. I'm actually looking forward to trying out Pokemon Puzzle League on the, for the N64 because I yeah, did so, like that when it was on, again, the DS, I think. Or even yeah, the 3DS. This, Didn't we have this, one there this is, on 3DS? This, I, I don't remember, but uh, this was this is basically paneled upon. We played that. Oh, uh, okay, yes. You know, I think it was on the NES or Super Nintendo, one of those two. Yeah. And it's the same game, just with a Pokemon skin. Gotcha. All right. I'll, be, I'll look forward to trying that, but I'm not playing against you because you'll just kick my butt. So <laughs> like you did when we played the, the other one. All right. Dicey Dungeons gets free DLC, six new episodes, one new episode per character for about four to five hours of gameplay, along with new art and music. So all those Dicey Dun- Dungeons fans, you get free DLC, which is pretty cool. Six new episodes. Something Which means you'd probably have to start to. over because you're not going to remember the strategies. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what uh, John was saying uh, when he was talking about it. So yeah, I, I'm not going to go back to this. I I never it. I never I never finished it the first time. I got I got stuck. I, I got bought it halfway through it. 
but was never able to start it. So I will get to, I'll, I won't know the difference probably. <laughs> I'll just be playing and the free DLC that everybody was got will just be part of the game for me. So if I ever get to it, it's in my backlog. So, all right. Curse to Golf gets a release date, August 18th. We saw that in, I think, the Indie Showcase, but with no date. Uh, and today we saw it the release date on PlayStation's Indie Direct uh, or Indie Showcase, which we'll talk about shortly. Um, it's re- Curse Golf is releasing on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. So everywhere. <laughs> it's releasing everywhere. So I know we have a few people in the community who are looking forward to that game. Um, so just be on the lookout that it's coming next month in August. The latest Super Mario Lego set was also announced. Uh, the Mighty Bowser, which is $269.99 USD. Uh, it And Jesse, you noted in our chat, and I wanted to make, kind of mention this, that the NES set per brick was $8.69. The question block set. No, 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 no. That's 8.69 cents per brick. Did I not say that? No, you said eight dollars and sixty nine cents. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. This is, this oh, is price it's a per fraction brick. per yeah. brick. Okay, eight point six nine cents per brick. All right, thank you. Because my, my comment was the price up and down between sets is usually rel- the price per brick is relatively constant. So I checked, and then these are the numbers I found. Okay, so yeah, NES set is eight point six nine cents per brick. Question block set was 8.23 cents per brick and mighty bowser set is 9.62 cents per brick so it's like an average of one cent per brick more than the nes set which i think probably has to do with more custom pieces Mm -hmm. that has to be molded it doesn't it's not and not inflation (laughs) i don't think it's inflation one cent inflation (laughs) per brick yeah, this is also the the biggest set. It's like twenty eight hundred pieces. It is a big Bowser. It is a mighty Bowser. It is huge, and it launches on October first, twenty twenty two. So make sure you get ready. Become a VIP on the Lego site because then you get notified, and sometimes you get access to put in your pre order first. Uh, so if you want that sucker, you can get right to it. All right, and other and other summer of gaming news. We got PlayStation drop the date of God of War Ragnarok, which is November 9th, twenty twenty two, for the PS four and PS five. What do you think, Jesse? Are you going to be getting this game? Uh maybe. I don't know. I, I, maybe this will get my I rent from GameFly. It's a membership I started up and still only used for Kirby and Nintendo Sports, or, and only played a world and a half of Kirby. <laughs> all right fair enough but yeah I, I this is the one where i tried playing the uh 2018 god of war from a red box and got a photocopy of the disc <laughs> that's right instead of, instead of the disc though god god of war is available now with ps plus i believe so i can yes. play it i can try to play it now if i ever if i got the had the, had the time to do so okay so yeah, yeah it is a, it, it's a long game so yeah i've Never really liked the God of War series, so uh, I'm I might try it, but not get far. But we'll okay. we'll see what happens. So this 
I love the God of War series, uh, but I loved it because originally it was a hack and slash game, especially when I, I started playing them on the PSP because PSP, the portable systems were my first systems when I got back into gaming, essentially. So uh, I had, you know, the uh, GBA SP uh, when I got back into gaming and then I got the uh, DS Lite when they brought that out. Um, and then I decided, you know, I'm going to get a PSP and I started playing God of War. Um, I can't remember if it was Chains of Olympus or, um, I can't remember which one was the first one, but I played both of them and I absolutely loved them, loved them so much. That's what got me to get a PlayStation so I could play the God of War games over on PlayStation two. Cause I got to use one of those and then PlayStation three, no, was it three? No, it was three because then I was able to play backwards compatible games. Anyways, I started playing the other God of War games and three is actually my favorite right now. God of War three. Yeah. And I played this one, uh, the latest God of War game. Love the story. But for me, I love the God of War series because it was quick play, quick action. Uh and minimal um, cutscenes, although then even the cutscenes were kind of funny, or some of the cutscenes, if they did run long, it was still short. <laughs> so it was still it kept moving forward for me. Or it was where this one just didn't feel like I kept moving forward. But for some people, this may be better. Like for you, you didn't like the original God of War series. This might work out better for you because this is more of kind of like an RPG feel, I think. Then, yeah, that's why I wanted to then try the hack and it, slash feel. Never got around to it. The, the first time I tried playing a God of War game, it was the PS3 remake of the original, which was originally a PS2 game. Yes. And it what really put me off on that is the pre-rendered cutscenes were not enhanced. <laughs> so when they cut to a pre-rendered cutscene, it was back to 480p, gross looking. And then you were like, it, ew, get this and, off my TV. And then when I went back to the normal action, which had better graphics in real time than the pre-rendered cutscenes, I'm like, this yeah. is wrong. You know, this, that's the whole point of doing <laughs> pre-rendered cutscenes because they should look prettier than your real-time engine. And it didn't in this case. <laughs> right. So I'm looking through the comments here, and I noticed Sean Abbott stopped in. Good morning to you, sir, over in the UK. Thanks for, he must be working late. Again, working a long shift. Um, let's see. Then what else? Uh, they're talking about a little bit of the GameCube stuff and N64 stuff, the custom Robo games. Uh, oh, they're talking about the Bowser costing $25,000, apparently. That's when you said it was $9 a brick instead of right. $0.09 a brick. <laughs> I was misquoting it there. Uh and Tony Baker says it looks awesome. I agree. Uh, and let's see, Mecha Dragon's talking about they're cutting it close to Black Friday. So meaning the release of God Bowser of or God of War, uh, November 9th. Well, yeah. So <laughs> there, it's got it's out there for the holiday. So. Um, I like both the story of the new series is just infinitely better. Okay. 
So Seth is talking about the God of War series. He likes both and he likes the new series. The story, like I said, in the new game is phenomenal. So just the gameplay is a lot slower. So if you're used to the faster paced stuff, just be prepared for the slower paced stuff. I mean, there's still, don't get me wrong. It's still, some of it's fast paced because you are making, you know, combinations and stuff like that. And you do have to do the, 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 the classic when you get towards the end of the battle, press triangle, press square, press X, press circle. Hey, circle. The quick time events is a downside. Yes, they do have me. some of those quick time events. So, uh, no more and, QTEs, please. <laughs> they do have those, but again, yes, the story is phenomenal. You do have it. It is worth it to get to the end because uh, there's some revelations there that will just, especially if you're into the, um, um. Not Viking mythology, but what do you call it? Is it Viking mythology? The Thor? Yeah, Norse. Norse, Norse. Norse. Thank you. That's what I was thinking. Of. Norse mythology. If you're into that, whether you're into the Marvel version or any other version of it, it's still kind of cool to see where yeah. all these characters tie in, which you're familiar with the names, at least you're familiar with. So I saw a video the other day. I think it was the original, uh, the 2018 God of War modded that instead of Kratos and the boy, it was. Homer Simpson and Bart, and <laughs> one of the nice. cre- one of the enemies they were fighting was a Flanders. <laughs> That's awesome! I'll have to look for that. See what that is. Excellent. So, <laughs> all right. So yeah, I am looking forward to this. Uh, on uh, hoping, I'm hoping I'll have time to play this one, after, especially after being able to play the first one. Um. Uh, I'm not somebody who plays in the PlayStation to get trophies. So I didn't go out and do trophy hunting on the other game or most games, unless I'm really into the game like journey, but that was a short yeah, game. I, I, I don't think you know, I've had a PSN account since P- early PS3 and I don't think I've ever platinumed a game. I think I have one platinum and I don't remember what that is. So, and, and it was, I can't re- No, I can't remember what it is. I'll have to look it up. So, um, but it's cool when you get it. I'll say that. <laughs> so speaking of PlayStation, they also had their indie games today, which uh, a lot of people are joking. Yeah. You need to have these games to help fill in those gaps from your first party <laughs> games. So, but on Twitter, they did it a little bit differently or they dropped these, their indie games a little bit differently by going on Twitter this morning and announcing that they were going to drop 17 games over 15 minute er- intervals. Most games were were games that were announced on plat- other platforms like Nintendo's own indie showcase. One game that you and I are interested in that was dropped and mentioned was Inscription. That came yes. out for just the PC, and we were wondering if it ever would come out for console. And PlayStation announced that Inscription is coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. No release window yet, but we are wondering if it will also come to other consoles like the Switch. Do you think there's a chance, Jesse? Do you think it'll come to the Switch? I think so. The uh, you know the textures might be a little bit dull, a little bit or muted, a little bit. But uh, I, I think the game isn't doing anything crazy. You know, Act 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 One is probably the one that would ha- is is the most graphically intensive. Maybe in maybe one or two fights in Act Three, but most are yes, really, true. Most aren't complicated at least they have very confined space it's not like you have to yeah. render 
a sonic level and right. have it all in memory. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I think it's the, also possible to the set pieces are very self self-contained. Yes. I think it's very possible. And we both said that if it did come to switch, we were going to yeah. double dip. There, there's one aspect of that, of a, an event that happens in act three that I'm like, okay, that, that can't happen as is on a console. Again, I won't say what it is. It's going to be pretty Spoilery. significant spoiler, <laughs> but you know, the way they do it in the PC, you can't do it in a console the same way. Just yep. just like Doki Doki Literature Club, they had to change things up because you and can't. And that's what made me think that they could do inscription because they were able to change it up on Doki Doki Literature I don't th- Club. I don't think they're going to do the same VM-ish type of solution. But you know, I, 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 I thought of ways that they could do it. Yeah. And we'll, we'll find out if that's actually how they pull it off or not. Well, what's his name? Daniel... Uh... The, the the developer and his group who created the game, they're pretty smart when it comes to this kind of stuff. Uh, especially, yeah, they're they're just they're super smart people. So, I wonder if there's going to be a separate new ARG involved in it or not. It'll it'll be interesting to see, and that'll make it worth playing again, right? So, yeah. see what they do. Yeah, I'd be and, yeah, I'm I'm willing to uh, pl- play this again. Yep, but so the catch was is I think you you kind of alluded that. Maybe on PlayStation, but for sure on Switch. Did I get that right? Yeah. Well, if it comes Unless on Switch, it doesn't co- if it comes on Switch, I will buy it. If it comes, okay. if it's not on Switch and available through PS Plus, then yeah, I don't okay. know if I'd buy it on PlayStation. We'll gotcha. We'll we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out, right? And I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm uh, again on the Switch on the go. I think it'll be a blast to play. I will I will buy that digitally. And if there's a special edition console version that comes, I will buy that too because that's how much I really <laughs> like that game. So yeah, it was I, a really I, fun I, game. I, I, I might have to remaster my map. <laughs> that's true. Yes, because I, I got took a picture. I, 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 I got some oil on it, grease on it, so it's stained. So I have to redraw it anyway. I I think I took a picture of it. I'll have to send it back to. No, you took a picture of it and sent it to me. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I still have. But it you somewhere. have the digital version of it. <laughs> That map came in know. handy. I don't even know where that map ended up. I have to find it. I wonder if that oh, yeah. map would still apply if it came for the game and council. I would. I would think it would. Oh yeah. I, I don't think they changed the map. Yeah. Here's the map. There it is. And it's, it's, it's it, it, and it's, it's grease stained. <laughs> well, it's getting uh, blocked out from your background. So yeah, because it's also well, white. Yeah, you also didn't want to spoil it. I kind of did that on purpose. I knew it wasn't yes. going to show up right. <laughs> but uh, if you want a hand-drawn map, you know, DM Jesse. He's got one. <laughs> Anyways, with that, what do you think of how PlayStation dropped this information? I, I think it's an interesting way to do it. The downside is I don't know what the other six games are. because <laughs> Yeah. I always saw the inscription one because that was really the only one being retweeted and talked about. I don't think the others, the other games might not have been games people cared about. Well, and they were mentioned on other platforms as well in most cases. So it was like, oh, we already know about those. So, but inscription was definitely one that I retweeted. I'm sure others did. And, but I'm thankful for our community as well. Uh, Solo and I think John and uh, were the ones reposting uh, the Twitter post that PlayStation had on the games. 
So I appreciate them doing that because that's how I caught, I was able to catch up on things while I was working. Because I try not to go on Twitter unless it's a break or something or lunch or something. So, okay. um, but yeah, so I was thankful for that and able to catch and yeah, see. Micah says is he might want to stream it. That is a good game to stream because yes, you can get if you have people in your audience who they might be able to offer assistance. Of course, that also means they might be able they might be dumping spoilers on you, so you have to watch out for that if you don't yeah. want to be spoiled. Put it put it in your description or in your title. Uh, it's like if if I'm watching someone do a DDLC stream and it truly is a blind run for them. We, I tell them, do not look at chat. Just <laughs> yes, don't, don't look at the eat, chat because you will be spoiled. So yep. just don't look at chat. <laughs> That's correct. That is correct. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, that's the news. Let's jump into our ad break. Hey, listen. Okay, Navi. Okay, you're right. Listen. It's dangerous to go alone or with your partner if you got bush. Take this, the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Taking control of your bush responsibly is important. These products are so good, you're going to be showing off your master sword and rupees with pride. It's a fact that you will have the best kept sack in all of Hyrule. Save big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using our discount code NINDADS for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use our code NINDADS. It's time you level up and impress your Zelda with the ultimate bushwhacking tools for Manscaped. Hey, listen. Okay, okay, uh, Navi, I know, I know. We may not be able to carry around real, um, real gear like we've seen in Zelda, but we can get the ne- next best thing. Let's not forget our other partner, Gooder. Gooder thinks gaming is fun and your gear should be too. Gooder makes fun, fashionable, and functional sunglasses that everyone can afford. Sunglasses for gamers? Why? Because we go outside too. You know, we got to get that (laughs) vitamin D. Or they also have their blue mirage glasses, like my blue blocking blue shades of death glasses. Because apparently blue light is bad for your eyes. Some scientists say it causes eye strain, fatigue, headaches, and even tail growth. So just be safe. Gooder made these glasses with the ability to block blue light. Perfect for any screen, any face, any light, especially blue light. Designed to look good and fit comfortably on your face and under your headset, like mine right now. Whether you're working from home, in front of a computer all day, or perfecting that perfect parry like I am in Breath of the Wild, get yourself some glasses. Level up your game with a pair of blue blockers with blue mirage technology or polarized gooder sunnies to protect your peepers. Best for laps around the plateau or for pawning those moblins. You can use code NINDADS for 15% off gooder.com. And if you do, I've heard you can take Ganon down to 50% health with a pair of these on, by the way. I, that's what I've heard, at least. And, and I'm still working on that. I'm going to try and report back to you if that happens. So pair up your favorite Gooder Blue Mirage um, blue light blockers with some sick Gooder sunnies so you're prepared for any setting to, to, your, to game on. Help support the show by getting a few pairs for you, your family, or your friends. 
They make great graduation gifts or even for those who are off to college. Get 15% off with code NINDADS at gooder.com. Again, that's G-O-O-D-R.com and use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S for 15% off and free shipping. Look good, game gooder. And you know what that sound is? That's the rumor sound, right? I got that right. That's rumors. <laughs> yes, that is rumors. So, fact, Nintendo updated, not extended, Donkey Kong's trademark. This is a new trademark with updated version that includes downloadable programs for portable and electronic consoles. The rumor is this could be a sign for a game, new or old, to come to the Nintendo Switch. Meaning, is it a new 2D DK coming that everybody is predicting, like Justin, or hoping that he gets points for this year? <laughs> or is it a two? Is it a DK64 coming to NSO? He didn't get or points both? for it last year. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he tried. So what, do you think this has anything to do with any of those things, Jesse? I, I, I think it's a, it's a possibility for both to happen. I, I think right. definitely if I think if there is a new game coming, they will also want to put the older game on NSO. They did, they did the same thing with Kirby. Very true. Very true. So it could be for both, not just one or the other. And I would I really want to try because I again, I didn't play very many N64 games. And the N64 games I played were Goldeneye and wrestling games because uh, my friend had an N64 and we played it there. And then uh, when I married my wife, my stepdaughter had an N64 as well. So and that's when I played a little bit there. Another possibility is if they add Game Boy games to NSO, we can get Donkey Kong 94. Very true. I think it. I think it would be great. They need a DK run for sure on the switch, you know, cause we only, what we only have like the, the Wii U uh, port freeze was a tropical freeze that they brought over. Yeah. That was, that's the last 2d DK game. Yeah. So we got that one and, uh, and another than DK being in smash, I can't think of anything else. And that's bad. Right. Well, I mean, I, I should, I should be is, able to see a golfer or is he an tennis player? Well, yeah, he's in, that's true. He, so, I mean, he's so just a playable really character and everything else. Right. But I mean, yeah. his own games. Yeah. If Waluigi is in the game, it doesn't matter. That, that game doesn't count. Right. <laughs> we need we can't to, have Waluigi as a character. We need to have more DK games on the switch in the Nintendo switch environment for sure. And I think, um, maybe that's something we'll be getting when when the next direct happens. We'll get shocked with new DKs everywhere or something like that. Who knows? Or maybe 2023 with the year of Donkey Kong. The Who year knows? of Donkey Kong. That's what was. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go there, but you beat me to it. <laughs> so also, speaking of trademarks, Microsoft renews Blast Corps and Viva Piñata. So now, I think Viva Piñata had a DS game, but I think the one that most people are uh, hype about is the possibility of a Blast Corps game. Do you think Blast Corps could be the next rare game that comes to the Nintendo Switch? Uh, NSO, 
maybe even a new version of it. I don't know. Possibly, yeah. Um, I don't. I'm not familiar with that game, so I'm not sure how it's played. But uh, you know, different like uh, a re- remake, remaster, or something completely new in the franchise could be possible. Yeah, that would be you know, cool. Or or just slap it on the N64 app. I don't know what what it, would, it could be in any of those. True. And I that think, was an N64 uh, game, right? Yes. And I think because uh, it was a rare game. So, and it was N64. Yes. So, okay, could, um, yeah. Viva Pinata like came out. That, that was, they came out 360. Yeah. But I think they also had a DS game too, as well. Yeah. Um, and you know who would know that? I'm sure it would be Seth. If he hasn't mentioned it already, he, <laughs> it's probably one of those, uh, yeah. Um, those uh, odd games that Nintendo does or has. So we, we need to get the Game Pass news folks to investigate. Yeah, and also for the 360 version for sure. So, but we'll see. Uh, that would be interesting if that is the next rare game that comes over. I, I think Corp. the 360 version is available if if you have Game Pass. Okay. Oh, Sorry, my cat. Tail. My cat's decided to come walk over here, and I had to move my keyboard real quick. Otherwise, bad things could happen. <laughs> mute or disconnect <laughs> or disconnect or jesse's doing the show by himself all right with that let's move on to let's discuss let's discuss why my cat won't move her butt because i need to put my keyboard down <laughs> all right it's attention let's, time let's discuss this so how how are we likely liking the way Nintendo is handling their gaming announcements this summer? Is this, do you, do you think this is, well, first, let me just start with that. How are you liking the way they're handling all these, these, their summer of gaming? Are they handling it by not handling it? (laughs) I think they're (laughs) handling it. It it is They're They're handling it. It's not a way they're not They're. It's just not the way we expected. Obviously we all were like, Oh yeah, we should get a direct. And yeah, we we've only heard we haven't heard anything about first party. We've only heard about the third par- third party stuff. I would expect we would need to hear something about what they're going to be doing post Xenoblade in Splatoon before se- t- September. Yes, yes, and they could end the summer with a direct because it could happen at the end of August or it could be the beginning of fall. Because uh, we do get a something that announces here's what our holiday plans are essentially. And, and again, they they like to do their announcements before the end of fiscal years because you know for to make the investors in, true, or at least to give fodder for the investors to ask questions on their yes. quarterly calls. So, which is the end of September. Yes, so that's why which, we get in the, September, the end, especially which will end quarter two. But it's usually earlier, too, because they want to keep the NSO subscriptions coming in, because that's when they usually announce updated NSO stuff, too. Yeah. That's kind of started been leaking into the beginning of October lately. Okay. I think. So. Yeah, they've been doing There's no pattern. They're, they're messing with yeah. the pattern. I, I, I think they need <laughs> to be more concerned about the investors than the yeah. NSO updates at this point. Right. Yeah, there's... So yeah, eventually they'll need to do both. They'll need to you know, give us some sort of a direct, then they'll need to give us some sort of NSO update right. before before the end of October. Yeah, right. Now Mecca makes a good point. He says he he appreciates at least them not making announcements for games coming out in like five years from now. <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy Seven says hi. 
Yes. Shen, Shenmue 3. <laughs> <laughs> right. And Sean Abbott from Game Pass News uh, podcast, he said, hey, Tim, send us the question about Viva Pinata and we'll dig into it. So they will definitely check into the Viva Pinata for the 360. We wanted to know if it's still available to play on Game Pass or something, you know, if it's in that in the back catalog there. Again, I think it was when I got my Xbox. I think I downloaded it, but I don't think I ever played it because it was right. it was at the, it was because it was included with Rare Replay. Oh yes, so that's right. So if every rare... game that was in Replay was available. You know, three sixty games was a standalone download, but like old NES games and ZX Spectrum games, those would have been part of the of the the, the Rare Replay bundle. Yes. And now that you mentioned that, I think you got you do have access to that bundle. So, yeah. So, so what you're saying is though we should get a regular direct at some point between now and uh, the end of the, the the quarter. I think we'll need yeah we'll need a, some sort of first party direct before the end of September, and then whatever NSO updates they plan on doing before the end of October. Okay, that's kind of like their deadlines. I think at this point, if they don't, investors aren't going to be happy. Fair you know, enough. You know, for the about for the end of September, investors won't be happy. If for the one that's at the end of October, cons- their customers won't be happy. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing something. Who knows? They still could drop one for the summer because they're doing their own thing, and could surprise us all like next week or something. Who knows? Um, but. That's it. Let's move on to events. I realize I think I need to work on some of my transitions between these sections here, but I'll keep working on that. (laughs) But for events, exactly. (laughs) For events, the dinner table, as I like to remind everybody, is every third Friday of the month. This month is July 15th, and it's always at 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time or Standard Time, depending on the time changes. Uh, But you can join us at the dinner table um, if you're a subscriber, either via Twitch or Patreon. And you can join us on Discord at those dates and times. And we take that time in the community to talk about everything on everybody's minds. So it could be the fact that this time we talk about there is no E3 or not E3, no uh, Nintendo Direct. Uh, we could be still talking about things that Nintendo drops in the weeks to come. Um, and then we always talk about something that's going that we're watching on Disney Plus or Netflix or whatever. So yeah. Uh, uh, but- by the time it shows up, Miss Marvel will, will wrap up. There's one episode left. Oh, which means I need to watch those before we start talking about that. <laughs> especially, especially if uh, Shannon is on, because he's gonna he's gonna want to talk about that. I'm sure if he isn't already watching that already. Between him and Chris HL, and uh, there's a, we always have a good, a good discussion about Marvel and Star Wars. So. Uh, and that's we call that the cocktail hour because that's when people should probably drop off who haven't seen those things and want to and don't want to be spoiled. So and then other times we also talk about movies. So we could be talking about Thor, the new Thor movie at that time, too. So because that oh, yeah. comes out this, reminds me, this weekend. I, I have tickets for tomorrow night. Nice. I would do that tomorrow night. 
But uh, no way. Actually, I think I'm going to have to see if I'm going to talk to my wife about that. Maybe we can go watch that tomorrow night. So, all right. So we'll see. But keep that in mind if you're interested. Again, if you use your Amazon Prime, you get one free subscription a month on Twitch that you can use uh, once a month. Uh, And if you'd like to use that subscription, we'd be honored uh, to use it on us. And you can come join us in Discord and join us on the dinner table. And again, if you join Patreon, for you can join for a dollar a month uh, and you can join our Discord that way as well. That's it for events. Let's move on to what we've been playing. Jesse, sir, what you've been playing? So I start. I played most of the, the Live Alive demo. I did a live stream this weekend of the China one, the uh i liked that one and then off screen i played the uh the early J- japan japan one i did not like that one as much but so it's def- the 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 combat's still relatively the same but the story is like completely different uh you know the, this one actually cuz you're a lower level on the japanese one so you you can't take as much of a pounding as you could on the then the the China one, and uh, it's more of a stealthy thing. And you kind of have to if you if you try to fight everything, you're not going to win. Um, and then which, so the only one left I haven't played yet is the uh, distant future one. I I do plan on doing that at some point before the game releases, but I still have three weeks, two weeks. Two weeks, I think, now, before that comes yep. out. The 22nd, I think it was, that it comes out. So I haven't played the demo either yet. So, again, because I'm playing Zelda. Um, but if I get it done in time, I will jump into the demo. Mecca asks, does the demo have all the timelines? No. no. Um, it shows all the timelines. You can choose which one in a rotation, but you can only play three of them. And then you... At least for the Japanese and the China one, it's about 45 to an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, depending on how long it takes you to do it. And, you know, in the case of the the, the Japan one, how many times you start, you die and have to to, uh, to uh, resume. I, I think I died twice. So it, it looks like each one takes about an hour. So, you know, three hours of gameplay total and then... Once you get, when the fi- final retail version is released, you're able to continue right from where you left off. You don't have to, you don't have to replay that first hour. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay. Then last week I said I started Portal Two. Yeah, I, I played the original, the first Portal to its completion. That you know, I have a stream of that front to back, streamed the whole game in one setting, and then I started Portal Two. Uh, I finished that run with Portal 2, so and uh, it's uh, still a great game. Has a great Jonathan Colton song at the end. <laughs> uh, and again, I, I I was able to do it all with a controller, so yeah, very much doable. I haven't tried playing the multiplayer co-op maps yet, 
we might have to try to set 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 up some time to do that. Maybe that would be that would make an interesting stream. Uh, I I did do play the co-op maps with my wife eleven years ago, but uh, so most of that stuff is not. I'm not going to remember. Though I do remember how it how it ends, so <laughs> I'm not going to spoil that. Okay, then uh, the next two games I are games I downloaded on PC through with the Game Pass. First one is Last Call BBS, which I think launched yesterday or the day before. And I was expecting this one to be kind of like like uh like inscription or DDLC where there you know, there's the the front layer of the game but then there's lore in the background that can be uncovered. Either it's not that type of game or it everything is so random I haven't been able to piece anything together. But basically basically you you're given like an old desktop screen that you have, you know, system functions where you can, that's where your settings are. Uh, you can play a game of solitaire on it. You have access to this little, uh, uh, pers- pre- what do they call it? PDAs? Personal. Uh, personal data assistant. Yeah. Yeah. Personal. Right. You know, so which, which starts off pretty much empty, but as you open up, other things that adds entries into the notepad and into a, an address book. And then finally the terminal program that has three BBSs in its memory or in, in its pull down. One of them is just a world clock. So, and so here, here's the world, here's the, what time it is in different parts of the world. And it is actually accurate to whatever time that you're playing it. Uh, the second one, or I don't even remember what the other one did, but but anyway, the one of them is called the Last Call BBS, which looks you know a lot like the old BBSs if you called them back in the eighties and nineties. Uh, it basically has is a front end to let you download, download in quotes, but uh, <laughs> you know I think seven different programs. Uh, you have to do one at a time, and when you and it it says each each game takes or I would each application takes between a minute and a half and four minutes to download, and you have to wait that time in real time. So they they're simulating the ninety six hundred bot experience. <laughs> uh, wow, uh, I might play it just to experience that. <laughs> you know, again, free on free on Game Pass. Go ahead. <laughs> um, and then when you finish a download, you get a screen saying you've exceeded your download limit. You must now hang up and don't call back for 15 minutes. And then there's a 15 minute timer. If you, that'll continue to count down if you don't actually disconnect, but then you can use that time to actually then launch the game that you downloaded. S- some of them are like applications. Like one looks like it's like a, like a, a circuit simulator, one is like a like a model like a model Gundam assembly simulator. Some of these are just weird things that I don't understand at all. But uh, the one there is one is a it's a solitaire game that's kind of a hybrid between Spider Solitaire and Hanafuda Carts. 
And that one was fun. I was able to beat it on three of the four difficulty levels. Do you get the modem sounds? Yes, you do. <laughs> um, Palm Pilot or Blackberry? I think it looks, it's more, more like a Palm Pilot. Uh, one of the programs is called Dungeon. Uh, I don't remember. It's, it's kind of like it's, it's, it's a play on Dungeons and Dragons. I don't remember what it's fully called, but it's, it's basically a modified Picross. So it's a logic game. You're given an eight by eight grid with one number on each row and each column where the number represents the number of walls that are in that eight column or eight row segment. They don't have okay. to be together. They can be broken up. So, so that's a little bit different than a, than a Picross. And uh, there's additional rules. There are sometimes you see monsters on the screen. The monster is always at a dead end. And if you have a dead end, it must have a monster on it. So at the end of the board, if you're trying to solve it, if you have a dead end that doesn't have a monster, it's not the right solution. And sometimes you see a treasure chest that that must be in a three-by-three grid room with nothing else in it including monsters, that has one entrance. So using those rules, you kind of logic together what the dungeon will look like. And I, I like that one. That the sounds most. interesting. Yeah, that, I, I'm i stuck. It, it gives you eight to choose from. And once you solve those eight, then it'll give you the next eight. And then and up until you've got done, uh, presumably all 64 of them. I am stuck on the last one of the third row, I think. Okay. I might have gotten to the fourth row. I don't remember. But that's that's the one I'm playing the most often. <laughs> I bet. So, yeah, if, if you remember old BBSs, give it a try. It's it, it's fun. Okay. And, again, I, again, there might be hidden lore in this thing. Matt Pat might put out a video in, in August talking about it. Who knows? <laughs> well, All right. But I haven't found it yet. The okay. other game I, I played, also free from Game Pass on PC, is... House Flipper, interesting. Which sounded interesting to me. So, okay. so basically, it's a game where you you start your own business, and you all, you want to get to the point where you're buying properties, cleaning them up, and then reselling them. But you start the game without enough money to buy anything, right? So it basically is a, a contractor simulator. Like you get these odd jobs is like one of them is I, I rented to these college kids who just trashed the place. I need you to come in here, clean up the mess, paint a wall, fix some electrical sockets and replace some broken furniture to make it rentable for next next year. Right. And so you're doing that to make money until you get to the point when you can then that's basically, I'm assuming that's the tutorial part that teaches you how to clean, how to paint, how to, you know, right. stuff like that, how to buy, how to buy parts from the, the store. And then until you get enough money to actually then buy a property, clean it up and then try to resell it for the profit. So I haven't gotten that far yet, but I, I'm, I'm liking it. It's kind of, kind of has a little bit of that uh, power wash simulator vibe where it's kind of. <laughs> nice. It's 
kind of zen and relaxing. Yes. So you, again, house flipper for the Xbox because it's on Game Pass right now, right? So. Yeah. See so here, my son started playing this game and is slightly obsessed. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Spider I was going to say this is. That. This is on the Switch as well because uh, we actually got a code it? for it when it came out for the Switch. Yeah. Oh, I and, didn't know that was um, on Switch. And Sophie and I tried it out, and yeah, I mean that's it is what it is. There, it does exactly what you're playing. So, but yeah, if you don't have Game Pass and you want, if you do want it for the Switch, go. We do have a video out there checking it yeah. out there. Because I don't think on that's our, on, on Xbox. Is it? I think. Did you say you were? I'm playing it on PC. Game Pass? Yeah, oh, P- Game Pass. Both of the, both of those games were on PC's Game Pass. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it, the, it, Mecca it asks, "Who's Sophie?" It's his daughter. My daughter, yes. The older one, the the, the one middle child, the middle okay. child. <laughs> All right, and then the My last thing daughter. I wanted to, the last thing I wanted to talk about isn't a game, but a kind of a continuation of what I talked about last week, but the uh, sixty five hundred two mini computer project yes i found a a reddit head of people who are dealing with the same uh you know ben eater type like projects in 6502 projects and so i've been asking around asking them for help everything that they suggested hasn't worked we think we have we think we determined that it's my clock module that's probably faulty so i'm gonna have to rebuild that from scratch so basically in my ground one now ground zero so i don't know if i'm gonna have i'm gonna have to buy more parts because i don't want to reuse the old parts if i want to make sure i have a fresh set of parts so okay. i'm gonna i have extra resistors and capacitors and things like that but i need to buy i got a butt ton of buttons as i mentioned last <laughs> week but uh I think I need to buy more switches, uh, buy a, a new switch and a few more little odds and ends. But I'll, so probably in a week or two, I'll have to, I'll, when I have the time, I'll rebuild that and hopefully think like the, I can get work, continue on in progress with this, the 6502 project. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, I bought or pre ordered because I won't get it until August or September, uh, a thing called the Flipper. And it is a device that's um, basically <laughs> <laughs> that you get, you basically can connect to things like what you're building and uh, do various things. Like it has, I'll just share it with you, but it's okay. uh, I bought it because it's basically hackable and you, you can use it for hacking things. Uh, people buy it for pen testing Um things you know it has uh infrared reader it has radio reader it has a rfid reader on it wow. um uh, it has the slots like you would on the uh boards it has slots like those on it to where you can start connecting to other things i'll, I'll share it with you like expansion uh, card type of yeah connections yes, yes. Oh, okay cool yeah so oh uh, mecca asks are any of us interested in the the Klonoa collection that came out today? Yes, I am interested in that. Uh, I did not pick it up though, because again, um, as you will hear, I'm focusing on Breath of the Wild still. So <laughs> I haven't yeah. been and, buying any games. So, and I'm not interested in it. 
Ninfrendo asks, is this a bunch of modular electronic projects that builds Robo Jesse? Maybe we'll find out. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, if, if I can get this thing built and programmed the way I want it to, I do have plans for it. And I'll share that at the time. But if I did, if I can't get this thing built, then there's no point in it. <laughs> Makes sense. All right. So what I've been playing is uh, I've been playing a little bit of the play date because it's right here on my desk. And, you know, when I just if I'm waiting for an answer from somebody that I hope I'm going to get uh, in about five minutes, um, I'll start playing you know, around with that on my desk. So um, so I've been playing time travel. The newest games I got is like time travel adventure, uh, which is basically you're a robot and you're going on a date with another robot and you are using the, the crank to, to move time forward and you're always late. So what you got to do though, is back up and try to avoid obstacles uh, while trying to get to that date on time without getting either hit, slapped, kicked in the, whatever. It, uh, it, it, in the, uh, the nuts and bolts, the nuts and bolts. Yes. Uh, or, uh, or just totally, you know, ignored or whatever. So from what I can tell so far, what I've been playing, it's, it's pretty unique, obviously, because it's using that crank on the device here. So right here, if, you, if I'm showing him a video, you use this to move your time forward and backwards. Um, and that's all you do. And uh, one of the things I had to do was move the time forward to smell a flower and avoid getting hit by a butterfly. Uh, <laughs> but then also still be able to move quickly enough to catch up to my date, but still be late. I haven't figured out why, what's going on here. You're still always late. Well, because if, the, the date start is supposed to be at three and you're, yeah. well, you wake up at three. So you're you late. Wake up you're at always three. You're late. Just, you're just right, late. Yeah. But the, how I, late you are I, depends I, on I how quick you can get through. I, I, I got up to day six. I couldn't get find a way to get past that because there's this pig that chases you around. Yes. And it comes from both directions. So I'm like, I don't know how to avoid that thing. <laughs> I got, I don't, I don't remember where the pig is. I got past for a couple of pig sections. So um, I don't remember. What you got farther than me. <laughs> so, but I stopped playing because I was like, I wasn't getting where, where this was going. So I might get, jump back into it. Plus, Excuse me. Plus, I might try. I wanted to try the other games. The other one is Boogie Loops, which is a basically a looper, a sound looper. Um, so I, you know, I fiddled around with that a little bit and then just moved on. Yeah, uh, I noticed that, in, in terms of file sizes, this one's by far the smallest. Yeah, it was. It was pretty. <laughs> it was pretty funny because you can do different noises and stuff like that, and you watch all these different animals dance to your music and all that kind of stuff. It's it's goofy, fun little thing, but. It does require some musical talent and time to put together something. And I, like I said, I only play it in like five minute inter intervals. So um, I, I just stopped that one and moved on to the next one, which was lost your marbles, which is, I started that one. I have no idea what that is because I just started it. So they're on deck lost your marbles and pick pack pup are the two games I have on deck and they're the latest downloads I got. So I'll be probably trying those uh, some more uh, and report on those next week, I guess. Uh, I haven't played those last two yet. Uh, the the other game that's been taking up most of my time, uh, and my family knows it, they're like, 
if, if, if there's any downtime and like, are you going to play Breath of the Wild? I'm like, yep, that's where I'm going. So I've been playing Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild some more. I beat the four divine beast. Um, and uh, something interesting happened that I wanted to bring up. So while I was going around, I was trying to get prepared to go to the castle, uh, which I did go to because I had to get the memories and all that kind of stuff. And I had the community say, hey, should I? and vote on whether I should just leave the castle because I had to get the 13th hidden memory or not not hidden, but I had to unlock that one and go get that last memory anyways. Um, I said, should I leave and get that last memory or should I go now since I'm here? So what you showing there, Jesse? Well, I'm trying to, oh, I'll have to show it later or take out. Someone asked, is the crank the only method of control oh and i said yeah, I no, there's, a, there's a d-pad and an a and b button yeah so there's yep there's the d-pad there a and b there's a menu button and then there's also a uh shut off button here or the you know standby and i can turn it on here and there i'm back to here and then i can use the crank to move up and down the list between games oh, or i, I don't can even just, think i knew that <laughs> or i can just use the d-pad to move up and down the list so different games you get through the first season the first season you get from buying this and then new seasons cost money we haven't gotten to the new season yet or i haven't at least i'm still in season one of games but i like it because it's new it's different and all that kind of stuff and i like how it just sits here on my desk uh, as an extra little clock when i go to turn it off um so back to breath of the wild so what i got into again i left the island uh, where the where the castle is to go get that last memory. I got the last memory, um, and I basically and then I went to go collect ingredients to make more food, uh, more food to eat, yep. uh, especially ones that gave me uh, yellow hearts because I don't have all my hearts right now. I have <laughs> four, 14, 14 or fifteen hearts, fourteen hearts. So more shines, man. Yeah. I, I haven't gone and I have not been going around collecting more shines. I have, I have one more thing. I have one, I have a six shines right now. That's why I could get another heart and have 15 hearts, but I've been getting lots of ingredients where I can make the, you know, full restore and 20 yellow hearts. So, uh, which is fine. Cause that gives me 20 hearts anyways. So what I what I want to talk about is something I didn't realize because of the watermark that you hardly can see in the uh, task list. And I'll get to the watermark in a minute. I got new tasks in the in the storyline. And I was like, what are these? So I started going down the line of one of them and, and I got uh, I had to go back to the plateau. I'm sure if you play this game before, you'll you'll get where I'm going with this. I had to go back to the plateau five years ago. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I went back to the plateau and had to beat a set of monsters around these four shrines that would pop up that don't normally show up unless I guess you beat the four divine beasts. I think those are DLC missions. Yes, they are DLC. It's DLC two pack. It's part of the the second DLC. Oh, did you get the, the one hit? wonder weapon yes i was I doing that, that one that thing's awful and i'm like what is this and i got through the four shrines and i was like yes i got through four shines 
no, I have to go in all over the other rest of the map to do all these other missions. What the heck is going on? <laughs> Cause there's like, you get through the four shrines and you get your hearts back. Cause the one hit weapon you get is you get a weapon that kills with one hit, but you can also die with one hit. So um, you can't unequip it once you equip it, I think. Yeah, it's equipped and you can't eat anything to get your health back because it just takes it away. I tried it with like a a fruit piece of fruit to add one heart and it took it right back away when I came back from that Mm -hmm. menu. And you can collect things in the in your inventory, but you can't use any weapons you can still use the bow and arrow you can still use your um um r1 oh, excuse me l1 yeah shika slate stuff um so you still use all that stuff but you can't use your weapons you can only use that one hit weapon uh and i didn't realize this was part of the dlc because i wasn't paying attention to the watermark behind the task list of what you had to do I was just paying attention to, oh, what did I fall into? And what did I, I just started doing it. Cause like, oh, what's this cool weapon? Do I get to keep it? Can I use it against Ganon or whatever? And then as it started going on and then those other areas of the map opened up after I beat the four shrines on the plateau, it goes to the other areas. And I forget what this, you actually get when you beat all these. Is this the motorbike? I think that's DLC? the motorbike one. Okay. So I'm like, And I was thinking that was like, okay, I have, I think there's like six points on the map I have to go to. And I went to one of them. And on that one point, there's three more points you have to go to, to unlock that, unlock that one point. And I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm trying to beat the game first. (laughs) So I just, you know, left what I started there. So, you know, and then went back to, okay, collecting the things I needed and, uh, where I'm on track of doing and want to try, and this is very hard. I want to beat a, a Lionel. And I'm specifically yep. going after the silver Lionel because I want the bow. So, yep, I remember them. They were pain. They're hard AF. <laughs> so, for all your parents out there, that's for you. So, they're hard AF. So, um, and I'm start, I was starting to get better at fighting. I went, I guess I went for the hardest one, which is a silver Lionel. Uh, and that's when I was fighting and it's first time I was fighting it, having to learn its pattern, having to learn the blocks, having to learn how to use my, um, um, powers from the divine beast appropriately and all that kind of stuff. And I figured it was a good way to get used to those things to help me get ready for Ganon. But the other reason why I wanted to get this, this um, bow is because there's a variant of it, which is shoots five arrows at the same time. So I want to get this arrow and I want to get five ancient arrows. Watch your inventory if you're using it. Yeah, you do have to watch your inventory. You have to load up, but I want to get five ancient arrows to go with the five shooter. If I hopefully I get it. Because supposedly what you brought up, Jesse, I think it was you that brought it up or somebody else in the um, Discord brought up that using this is the way to bring down Ganon 50% in the first shot. 
So was it you or was it solo something? Maybe it was solo something, but somebody said there's a way to kill Ganon or get Ganon down from phase one or phase two quickly. And I said, I'm not that good of a gamer. I'm not going to try it. So I, I, des- I decided after it was brought up, I decided to look into it. And that's how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to basically shoot Ganon with the five air, five ancient arrows. I think it's five ancient arrows. I don't think it could be any arrow. I think it has to be five ancient arrows. Uh, I think so. it would have to be. And it's a glitch. It causes it? a glitch. Oh, yes. that's not a, that's not an intended effect, right? No, it's a glitch. It's basically you don't actually shoot him. You basically you shoot at the area he's in as you're jumping and slow diving in. You know, you glide in and then you bring out your arrows as you're slow gliding in to do shoot the arrows. You shoot those in, and before they hit the wall, you land on the floor, and that triggers when Ganon comes out. And then when Ganon comes out, that's when it starts glitching. And you get to what actually looks like phase three of the fight, which is outside of the castle. Because there's two phases inside, and then there's a third phase outside. So, but that's, I guess, 50% takes you right outside to that phase or Hmm. lower or whatever. So I wanted to try that. And it's taken a lot longer to try to fight this Lionel than probably if I would just try to go straight at uh, Ganon. (laughs) Probably. So, but that's what I—that's what I'm playing uh, and trying to do, and that's why it's taking me longer. So, that's it. That's what we've been playing. Let's move on to the community spotlight. Speaking of community, shout out to everybody who's coming to our stream while we do this recording. Uh, Venom just showed up. Venom NYC. He says, "Good evening, gentlemen. Good, good evening to you too, sir." Uh, Mecca says, "I'm cheating again uh, in the game," and he means again because I did cheat before by getting more hearts. I had ten hearts. I found a cheat to where I could get multiple hearts at once—not uh, at once, but in multiple hearts. I just kept renewing something in a game, and I got five more because I want—not five more. Uh, at least three more so I could get 13 uh, hearts. See, I think so that, you can get the master sword. So I could get the master sword. Uh, I wanted the master sword. I was done playing around. I just wanted the master sword. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, I'm looking at cheating and beating Ganon quickly. Uh, but shout out to everybody else. Nifrendo, uh this guy named Laffer. He's in there too. Spider-Shan 8. Um Going through the list here, Sean Abbott from the Game Pass News. We also had uh, All In Podcast, Seth, who was there. Uh, thanks for stepping by. Uh, Tony Baker, 87. Thank you again for all the interactions from everybody who came through. And I think that's everybody, unless I'm missing anybody from the beginning. Uh, I'm looking. There was Mecca, you were on YouTube, but you came over for, over here on Twitch. But everybody else seems to be talking from Twitch, it looks like. So, but we also thank you for being there on YouTube if you're watching there. And uh, thanks for always supporting us and subscribing to us there. Um, Always helps us keep the lights on here. And also to be able to get new equipment like this Wave 3 I have, which is really nice. So, all right. So, 
Speaking of community spotlight as well, we are running a few contests with, uh, with the help of our dads after dark podcast team over there. They're doing the monthly mayhem as usual. They do such an awesome job. In fact, we were talking about the tournaments they used to do before monthly mayhem recently, which was uh, a good memory to have, but this month, their monthly mayhem is cuphead in the delicious last course. It's going from June 30th to July 17th. You get one point for every percent complete in DLC and five points for every new achievement completed, 14 total. And each point goes towards the prize of eShop credit. So go check that out. If you're in our Discord, you can join, you can hop into the monthly mayhem channel, go to the pinned uh, conversations, and you'll see the uh the graphic there for helping you get there. And there's also a channel for posting your pictures so you can post what you've been doing. Other things that we got going on there in the community is the dad's bounty board, which uh, a couple of their bounties that they run um, is be the first to collect all Lego star Wars, Skywalker saga, Kyber bricks. There are 1,166 in all you get $10 eShop credit. If you can prove that you've collected them all. Beyond the best of all, be the best of all the turtles, pop the complete cast achievement in Shredder's Revenge, any platform for an, uh, also a $10 eShop gift card. And not only do we have the bounty boards for pretty much anywhere, I guess you can play these games, but we also have Game Pass News. They have their achievement hunters where they're doing play Fall Guys. And every five achievement points equals one entry in their contest where you can win a $15 Xbox card. And you also can submit screenshots over there either via Twitter or via our Achievement Hunters channel in Discord as well. So lots of stuff going on all the time. Come hang out with us and you can be involved in that as well. So with that, let's move on to some of the questions we got from the community as well. And the majority of them lately we've been getting from Discord, which is pretty cool. Although we did get one from uh, Bruce in Patreon, which he gave to us on Friday after the show last week. <laughs> so luckily he had said something. Oh, so I was is, able to... that, is that why we, we missed it? Because yeah. It didn't exist yet? It didn't exist yet for us. We already did the show. Uh, so, But his question was, will the Nintendo Switch always be behind the eight ball in regards to performance? Do you think the new version will not be on par with the current gen? So I think as long as they maintain a handheld hybrid structure, yes. Because if you try to put a PS5 in the palm of your hand, it will melt before <laughs> or the ba- the size of the battery would have to be the size of It'll be a Game like, Gear experience. Like where you Famicom have... disc system. <laughs> <laughs> where your batteries only last, what, 20 minutes? Yeah. So 6D batteries. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I think that Nintendo has always been that, uh, uh, always had that mentality is they're not going to compete yeah. with PlayStation, Xbox, the, the higher the one, end. The systems. one time they tried uh, putting out a system that had specs was the N64. It, it you know, on paper it was the best system. Just the thing that shot it down was it was a cartridge base, so had a fraction of the storage of everything else. Yep. And at cartridge that point, cartridge was they, not the new hotness at the time. <laughs> no. So 
and at that point they started going they they scrolled it back you know gamecube was was uh you know less powerful than the ps2 if actually well definitely less powerful than xbox ps2 i think was also a, a lower spec system and then the Wii was just two GameCubes duct taped together, if you remember that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that that is something else too. So but that because of the poor for performance they had, no pun intended. Yeah. Yeah, I think the GameCube was I think the GameCube was in the middle of the road in the spec wise. Xbox was more powerful, but but was, you know, it's freshman console in the market, so people didn't know what to think about them yet. And then the GameCube used the mini discs that only had a 1.4 gig capacity instead of standard DVDs that would have had a 4.9-ish gig capacity. Well, we got to remember too, PlayStation definitely had a great idea with including the DVD player in there um, so that it was a good sell for parents or people, you know, to not only be a gaming machine, but it also could be their entertainment machine by playing DVDs. the GameCube and the Wii's DVD drive were, you know, not great. It was there's a reason why they didn't want you to watch movies and those things, yeah, because they would break in a week probably <laughs> right. if you had that thing spinning that much. Yep, they definitely did things differently, but uh, Nintendo's done very well in finding a different way for people to have fun that didn't regard high performance or didn't involve that so and plus it, they tried to say at a certain they tried to stay at a certain price point as well which means they also got to have lower performance so it's got to be affordable for families right so if they do anything that could compete with the current gen it's because one it's portable uh, it would be with the uh, the new technologies that are coming out to be able to, if it's docked, be able to render at a higher, uh, you know, rate or whatever. So, yeah, especially with the resolution patent that was recently found, that kind of is similar to the upscaling AI capabilities. Yes. So the game itself will still render at four at seven twenty p, but will actually output at ten eighty or fourteen forty. Yes. So if that is if that is a true thing that uh, Nintendo will get in their next chip from Nvidia uh, to do in their next Switch, if it is going to be the next uh, Switch Two, um, we'll see. So I, I and that's think, that's the fun part is what that next system is going to be. I think the next generation of Switch would probably be specced similar, if not a little bit more than a PS4, but definitely not going to be a PS5. Right. But since they're still making games for PS4, partially because of the backward compatibility and partially because they can't put PS5s can. on shelves, yes, you know, uh, at least for a time, you might actually have day and date type of situations with PS PS4 games coming out with Switch two games at the same time, maybe. And also, hopefully. whether or not people like it too, there are going to be opportunities for Nintendo to stay day and date with cloud gaming. So we also have to keep that in mind as well. So you could still be able to play newer games via the cloud, though. Right. So. At least to at least to keep the same fidelity. Yes. Outside of the uh, video compression, but at right. least you can have a game that has some HDR effects 
probably through streaming. Right. But but you can't through native native well, console. And then it'll all come down to numbers and stuff like that too, because I mean we have cloud gaming, they got Game Pass, PlayStation rolled out their own with their PlayStation Plus X, whatever you got there. So there's a lot of cloud gaming that's still to be it's in its infancy. So still a lot more to, to be had there and learned from. And Nintendo, who knows? Nintendo's next technology could involve more of cloud gaming. Again, more than people would like, but it's also going to be flexible enough because it is a family-friendly system and it has to be technology-friendly as well. So got to keep that in mind. Fun, fun times, though. When that time comes, it'll be fun to speculate even further. Who knows? We might get a, a Switch DS, you know, a dual screen Switch, you know. <laughs> well, I, like, I, I was I was hoping for an add-on for the Wii U that lets you put in 3DS games and then you can play right? 3DS games that way. Kind of like using the Wii U as a dock for a 3DS. Yes. That never happened. <laughs> but that would have been right. amusing. We got quite a few sh- uh, questions in the past couple of days in our Discord. A lot of fun ones, I'll say. Uh, starting with Ebisil, I think he had he had quite a few, <laughs> or at least that three um, uh, that I saw. But one was we just answered in the in the in Discord. But one question he asked: What questions would you like people to ask you but never get asked? I don't know. Have we ever been asked? Yeah, it's so, catch twenty two, isn't it? It's like uh, yeah, there. I would like people to ask us questions that they never ask, but I don't know what that is. So, but if we knew them, then they would have been asked, even if we asked them ourselves. <laughs> yeah, because usually we come up with questions, we'll bring it in, we'll bring it up in the let's discuss. So, that is a hard one. So, I don't know. Does Chad have anything in here? How was your day? <laughs> well we normally talk about that at the top of the show true it's very true it's a little bit more complicated than that so uh like yeah i don't know because then it's, i guess i don't know if we want necessarily personal questions i guess it depends on how personal it is but uh i, I we we have answered personal questions like about what are the last four digits of your social security number <laughs> <laughs> Who was your best friend on uh, your street, you know, when you were a kid? Yeah. <laughs> what elementary school did you go to? No. Anyways, uh, no security questions, people. No. <laughs> the next question episode asks is, as a Canadian, American, slash, et cetera, citizen of Sealand, what do you think is unique to your local area's culture that more people should know about? So he, and I found this funny, he gave examples yeah. of bakery, pizza, coffee, milk, but not necessarily food. <laughs> and all of his examples are food. Right. So what is in you, unique to your local area's culture that more people should know about? I don't know how true it is, but I thought I heard once that the Kansas City area has more fountains than any other major city. Okay. I know there's like a big fountain behind Arrowhead Stadium. Or. Okay. So you're thinking landmarks type thing. Okay. Yeah. Or Kaufman Stadium. I forget which one. Kaufman and Arrowhead are literally 
on the same property and they share a big parking lot, depending on if the Royals are playing or if the Chiefs are playing. Yeah. <laughs> we have the same with uh, the Lions, Detroit Lions and Detroit Tigers. The stadiums are right next to each other and they share the same parking lots. Yeah, I remember when I was in lived in in the Minneapolis suburb, the uh, the Vikings and the Twins shared a facility. Oh yes. I don't know if that's still the case. Probably not. Yeah, the Vikings just got a new stadium. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the oh, Metro yeah, Dome I, uh, got destroyed by snow. <laughs> yeah, is it the Metrodome, or am I thinking something else? Yeah, yeah the Metrodome is what I grew okay. up with. Yes, I never. I, I'm. I don't. I. My parents tell me that I went to a game at the the old Met Stadium, but that was before. I don't remember that. Hmm. Yeah, that Metrodome was like our Pontiac Silverdome, and that also that roof collapsed, but after it closed. So, but um, for us, culture wise, I would say we have, I think I want to say, I don't know. So I didn't fact check this, but I think we have the biggest um, middle Eastern culture here in Dearborn uh, in the United States, for sure. in you in Michigan, but I think it's also the United States. Uh, and it's great too, food wise. <laughs> so you say yeah, it doesn't have to be food, but it's great yeah, food over there. Get, get some curry going on, and oh yeah, just all <laughs> kinds of stuff going on over there. So, um, and it's great culturally around here too, because of if you know Detroit's history, there was a big, big, great divide, if you will, back in the '60s, and in Michigan's been trying to repair itself ever since and still to this day trying to repair itself. So, um, so, but culturally there, we, we, you know, there's a lot of mixed mixtures going on, but it's also still there. Um, and frustrating. So I grew up in Detroit, um, with all kinds of cultures living on the same street and stuff like that. So I got to experience, Again, the way I love to experience this is via food. So, <laughs> episode, I, I like this question. Did you ever see a Stars game where the mall is now, Mall of America? First, the Mall of America is where the Met Stadium used to be. Uh, at the they built the Mall of America while the Stars Met Met Center Met Stadium. Yeah, it, it was across the street. Uh, I never saw a Stars game, but I did have my graduation ceremony in that building. So I was That's I cool. was upset I was upset the day they tore that building down. Yeah. And that building is now an IKEA. <laughs> All right. Across the street from the Mall of America. All right. I still want to go to the Mall of America. I think it'd be cool to see at least once. Is the Mall of America still the biggest mall in the world? I think United States, but I don't think the world. I think the anymore dubai probably beat that i think dubai has yeah, a big yeah. mall there oh, now yeah. mall of america was it opened the summer after i graduated high school so it's been thir- you know it's it's that thing's 30 years old now yes yep uh oh there is a third question from Ibisel, and it is if cornhole is licensed to other councils will we be getting a yearly release like fifa and <laughs> would you play it also, would be what would be the best controller input scheme for cornhole? Like, is this bags? the only way? Is this the only way the Amico gets released is right. because, because I think Amico, there is a, a beanbag game on there. Yeah, cornhole was going to be one of the pack-in games with the Amico. There you go. I know. I don't. 
think it'll be a yearly release because I don't think they can they have the development staff to support that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have the staff to support damn well anything right now. And yes, we don't need a new controller. We got the Joy-Cons if it comes to the Switch. We've got, you know, motion control there with Joy-Cons. So don't need all that there. All right. Solo something asks, do you see yourself, I guess to me, Neo Prime 33 getting a motorcycle in Breath of the Wild before 2 comes out? Aha! No, yeah, I do not. We talked about that a little bit. So, and he's saying, see how I read some stuff may carry over. So yeah, if the motorcycle carries over, that'd be awesome. Right now, I don't, I don't like what that, how much work you got to put into it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, and that motorcycle breaks the game because, uh, you know, uh, there are, because the, the, when you're going full throttle, the game engine can't keep up and you got to pop in like crazy. <laughs> yeah. And you, yeah, you that, can that feed it anything is, for fuel. That game is broken. You feed point. it anything for fuel. And then you can get everywhere fast. It's super awesome. And I read too about it that it's uh, um, they used assets from Mario Kart in order to build that and put it in the game. I'm so, not surprised. Uh, which I thought was kind of funny. But yeah, uh, after I beat the game, I want to seriously play some other games because I've just been focusing on this game right now, especially with Live Alive coming out. Um, Portal. And, and portal and there's there's just a ton of games i want to jump into and i'll probably be back to you know trying out little bits here and there again the, the game what do we call it the game sampler <laughs> like justin is you know so but uh yeah I've been, i want to get this beaten roll credits on it i will probably come back to dlc or exploring more in it because that's that's my favorite part of breath of the wild is exploring and doing all that stuff i did there so and what i've been doing there uh Bruce asks, uh, we already, actually, we already covered that one. He was asking about the Splatoon 3 Switch uh, Joy-Cons and if it got fixed. We already talked about that. Mecca asks, oh, this is going back to what we started the show with. So, this, yes. you know, keep in mind, this might be upsetting for some people. We are going to talk about, you know, the, the passing of celebrities in a way uh, here. So, is it all right to be sad or upset over the death of someone popular? even if you don't know them at all. Uh, the reason why he brings this up is, and I didn't want to bring out the details, but uh, the gist is, for example, he said that he was upset over Awada's passing and others around him didn't understand why since they didn't know each other personally. So, uh, Jesse, you know. Yeah, I, th I think it's perfectly fine to grieve and in any way you need to grieve, even if it's someone you've never met personally. If it's If it's someone you've, read about watched on tv you know a little bit about him or her they've obviously had an impact on you so yeah i think like robin williams was another good one that was a big big uh, that, that was, was a big, big one for me too yeah when, when and then of course you get you know for when a former president uh, moves on it's, it's a lot of the same thing so i think there's nothing wrong with getting a little upset and sad and grieving over someone you've never personally met because you, they may not know you, but you know a little bit about them and that's enough. Yeah. And I think too, like Jesse says, they don't know you, but you know them um, from their public persona. Uh, but I think it's because again, like I said, it's because they've had an impact on you in some way, shape or form. And that's why it can be hard for people because 
depending on how big of an impact that is, will be how big of of a grieving you're going to have probably. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're we're talking a lot and Robin, well, Robin Williams now. Your parents would probably be be talking about say Elvis or something. You know. Yeah, ask them about Elvis because, yeah. Uh, yeah, your name is Elvis. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, ask them about Elvis. How did they handle every, Elvis's death? <laughs> every generation will have something, they yes. may not admit it, but they'll they'll have something. Elvis also <laughs> says Elvis is still alive, <laughs> Elvis is still in the building. So, uh, that's one sound bite from Portal I don't have. That would, that would have been nice timing. <laughs> So, yeah, and I have celebrities that I, you know, various levels that I was upset about that passed away. Robin Williams is definitely one. Uh, musically, there was um, Prince, Michael Jackson, Tupac, and uh, Biggie. Tupac and Biggie yeah. were big for me. You know, Alex Trebek. Uh, Alex you know, Trebek. I've, yeah. I've been watching him for years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we did learn about James Conn passing away too, the actor from uh, Elf and, of course, Godfather. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's celebrities that pass away all the time, depending on how big they were or how much of an influence they were on you. Betty White, just, just before her 100th birthday. Right, yeah. So, yeah, t- <laughs> Tupac, again, still alive. There's, there's a lot of celebrities that are still alive. They just, you know... <laughs> faked their death and moved on to a celebrity island somewhere off the map. So <laughs> Mecca says, I don't know who James Conn is. Sorry. That's okay. Neither do I. I just said who it was. The the father yeah, and elf. But but yeah, I Oh, okay, gotcha. I, I've I have never watched Elf and I never plan on oh, it. Oh, okay. All right. Then that's yeah. I'm sure um Misery. Did you ever see Misery? Nope. Godfather. But there's a lot of actors in there, so it'd be hard to pin. Yeah, him. I doesn't narrow it down. Uh, I can't think of anything else at the moment. He was also, <laughs> I guess, uh, one of the people in in a, a Barbra Streisand movie too. So, but I can't think yeah. of. Anything was he else in a Marvel movie? Then I probably would know. <laughs> uh, not that I can think of. So, but uh, yeah, no disrespect to him, but he was a good he was a good actor for sure. Again, depending on who he impacted, like. You said, Jesse, you didn't watch anything he was in, so you weren't sure who he was. Um, so, but great question uh, for sure. Again, Mecca always brings a good question to the show every week. Uh, maybe almost every week. There was one time he missed. <laughs> we, allowed <him. laughs> we allowed him to miss, he said. <laughs> we allowed him to miss. All right. So that's it for the questions. Oh, wait. Now we got a voicemail from Janet. Yeah. All right. Oh, yes. The voicemail from Janet. All right. My name is Janet Hayes. This is a notification call from our Department of Tax, Debt, and Financial Settlement Services. Okay, that was enough of that. I figured Wait, that what? Was, I figured that was <laughs> Robo Jesse's girlfriend or something. <laughs> Robo Jesse, Jizo Pete's keep keep your girlfriends off the line. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's jump into the Nintendo Dad's Family of Podcast Spotlight, which is uh, we talk about. Our other shows that we have in the Nintendo Dad's family podcast, one being the Game Pass News folks uh, over there, they do their podcast about Game Pass and all the Xbox games that you can play over there. We talked about them earlier about checking out Viva um, Pinata for us. Um, 
but they recently dropped an episode, episode 60, where actually Sean was alone. Nick was on vacation. So Sean did the show on his own. Solo cast. He did a solo cast. Exactly. So, th- Sean those is are alone su- in the dark. Those are surprisingly difficult <laughs> because you have no one to bounce off of. It's just yeah. you monologuing for an hour. Just bantering and talking, blah, blah, blah. Show so, but he talks about in his show, he talks about what he's been playing, uh, like Far Cry 5, Fall Guys, Halo event is live, and of course, he goes over games in Xbox Game Pass of the week, uh, or games in the, during the week. So, which is a good segment in case you get overwhelmed with all the games that are in Game Pass, they talk about games that maybe you should be paying attention to. So, again, find them, uh in your podcast feed and take a listen. And they're also on YouTube. Go check them out there. And they're also on Twitch. So you can go watch them live every now and then as well. So lots of places. Uh, Dad's After Dark show, they dropped episode 103. Is Nintendo Losing Its Way is the title of that one, where they talk about uh, or have a debate between boiled versus grilled hot dogs. I still have to listen to this episode, by the way. So I haven't I, listened to it either. I need to listen to that. Why is there even a debate? There should be no bait between boiled versus grilled. Have I had both before? Yes. Yeah. Have yeah. I chosen one over I, the other I mean, because I, of time? I, I, sure. I'm in Kansas City. Hot dogs of any kind is kind of gross compared to other things. We have, <laughs> other options we have compared to other options. Yes, but I will always prefer grilled over boiled for sure. Uh, but I have boiled them just because I didn't have a place to grill them and just threw them yeah. in water. Well, I grew up with boiled hot dogs because that's all I—that's all my parents yeah, did at the here. time. But yeah, you know, now I'd if I if I don't if I don't want to bust out the grill, yeah, we'll we'll pan fry them. Put a little <laughs> water in it still to get some yep. steam going. But you know, it's do you butterfly the, them like I saw some people talking about? No, we haven't done that. But uh, but uh, we'll normally pan you fry them, cook one? them a bit, turn them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I've seen it done before, so okay. I know what they mean by it. Yeah. Okay. Well, now they, they also talk about how good is X... I keep saying X-Blade. How good is Xenoblade Chronicles 3 looking? So they talk about that. And is Nintendo out of sync with its fan base? So, again, I, re- I want to listen to this because I think they talk about, you know, just the way they've been doing their summer of gaming. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. And it's also a good point to look at from two perspectives, I imagine. Again, I didn't listen to this yet, so I'm only imagining that there's a perspective from John who plays different consoles, not just the Switch, and Drew, who only plays on the Switch. So it'll be interesting to see what their perspectives are on the different companies and how they're sharing their games. Uh, again, you can listen to them on any of the podcast feeds uh, that you that you get your podcasts from, or they are also on YouTube um, as well. Uh, and they are also in our YouTube feed. So if you want to go there, uh, Retrologic uh, drops uh, dropped episode 83. And this week they welcome our good friend, Seth from uh, $2 hero from all in podcast and dive deep into the world of the Wii, which we just got done talking about that eShop uh, launching again. So you can go and re-download stuff there. Uh, and then they also have other shows like On Topic Retro where uh, John, that fast John, talks about uh, uh, different retro games with guests or maybe on his own. 
Um, but they also do retro rewind there. So where the community plays and they have the opportunity to join John in a podcast to talk about that game. So go check out what he's recently dropped. And I know they're working on what's the recent game. I think it was a Kirby game on N64 or something like that. So yeah, Kirby. So I think it was for Kirby 64. Yes. That's the current retro rewind game that everybody has the chance to get involved with in their discord and can join in the conversation there about that game. So whether you're playing it now or played it before, you can talk about your memories, which is great. And then Retro Groove is their other podcast they have over there. They're off for the summer, but it's a good time to catch up on their 25 episodes. If you're into music, this is a great place to go to listen to those guys talk about their music. And uh, they're open to also have conversations in their Discord as well, in the Retro Logic Discord. So... Uh, and one last place too, not just listening to the podcast, you can go to retrologic.games and listen or read, excuse me, read Sam's latest deep dive blog into Sunsoft Games. If you don't know, Sunsoft Games were big in the 8-bit and 16-bit era of Nintendo and did a lot of games for them there, such as Blaster Master is one that I remember recall that I really yeah. liked. Uh, and the, they did the Batman the, the, game too the, as well. The, the Batman game. Yep. So many, many more. I highly advise going read that that article there, especially for some good memories about Sunsoft games on those systems. Anything else, Jesse? Did I miss anything? How's the chat doing? Do we have anything that was brought up there? Uh, Tony Baker says the Robo Jesse's party line nine ninety five a minute. <laughs> I love that. I love that. All right. You know what? You know what that means. You said it, so we need to add that in case of a possible show title. So anyways, <laughs> any other things there? Uh, again, thank you, everybody, for stopping by, for uh, joining us. Episode, thanks for jumping in there, too. If I didn't call you out, uh, I apologize, but thanks for stopping by as well. Because um, I think I might have missed your name. So and they're talking about hot dogs in there, I think, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's episode 383 for July 8th, 2022. With that, let's close out with mentioning how many subscribers we have. We have 200, 200, no, let me start that over. 6,288 subscribers on YouTube. Thank you all for subscribing. Keep them coming. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad. Come listen to the dads, uh, Nintendo dads. Um, and... Also on Twitch, you know, if you want to watch us live, you, there's we have 1,380 followers. Listen, followers, let me just say this. Listen, come subscribe to us, please. We need more subscribers there. And then maybe that will get us to, you know, maybe have a schedule of things too. That will force us, right, Jesse? That will be forced to have to do things over there because <laughs> right. we want to move up in the world of Twitch. But anyways, I digress. Get 20% off your Manscaped order. Don't forget about that. Use it Nindads. Or you can also use it at Gooder. Remember, G-O-O-D-R.com. There's no E in there. Uh, Nindads can be used there. And don't forget about Glitch Energy Drinks. You can also use Nindads there as well. You'll get percentages off in either of these places. And in some cases, free shipping. Not in all cases. Check out our merch store via NintendoDads.org slash merch. 
Uh, we do have a few things there. Some couple cool t-shirts, especially with the mushroom on it. Uh, huge <laughs> thanks to our Patreon producers, Dave Ernsberger, Solo Something, Alexander Ocampo, RJ Kern, and Chad Benoist. Thank you so much for being Patreon producers. And again, thank you to all our Patreon subscribers and Twitch subscribers. We thank you for any amount of money you guys give to us during the show or during your monthly subscriptions. Again, check out our website, nintendodes.org. Our latest YouTube videos, tweets, and podcast episodes are there. Links to our other social medias and even our own blog there too. Occasionally we post something there. Occasionally, because we're not writers. (laughs) But we do have guest writers that come in from our community who like to talk. And if you want to post anything on our blog that's family-friendly, and involves Nintendo and gaming, feel free to contact us and we can talk. You can all find us as well on any of the uh, social medias via Nintendo Dads, all one word. Type us in there and you'll find us on Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, whatever. Not TikTok. Not yet. We're working on it, I think. No, we're not. Just got to find the time. Yes, we are. Anyways, email us at NintendoDads at gmail.com. Or call us and leave a voicemail at 92925-N-DADS or 929-256-3237. I haven't heard voicemail in a while, especially those goofy ones Janet. we used to get. Except for Janet. Please give us some voicemails, even if they're goofy ones. Or if you just call in and say something. <laughs> I know I'm asking for it. Anyways, big thanks to OC Remix for the music throughout the show. Download from your favorite podcast app of choice, like CastBox, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or Spotify. Actually, it would be YouTube music now, wouldn't it be? <laughs> so, or Google Podcast, that's what it is. So anyways. Oh, and there was a problem with Stitcher for a while that supposedly fixed. Magic. Yeah. Magic. Basically so, what happens when you complain. For our missing Justin, who is off uh surfing the waters uh in canada and marty who is what can i make up uh exploring the willy wonka chocolate factory and for jesse and for me this is the nintendo dads good night peeps Nintendo ads. But I need to protect the humans.